Welcome back, everyone, to the Training and Trading with Matt podcast, episode number one of our fitness, no, not fitness, sorry, physical health podcasts. What is going on? I hope you have are having a good week. I'm kind of disheveled right now. I don't know why. Um, yeah, so um, like to welcome all uh, everyone that's listening right now to uh, this podcast. So uh, I'm just going to jump in because I've already done an intro episode and all that. And we're already one episode into this podcast series. Hold on one second here. I just want to turn off my intro music. Okay. So as stated in the, I think it was in the intro. I'm pretty sure I stated it, but I'm going to re- I'm going to say it again here. So basically what we're going to be doing is three episodes a week. Um, and Wednesday is going to be our physical health episode. So if you listen to it now, obviously it's Wednesday and this has been posted. So <clears throat> this is my like fifth time recording this episode because um, I have struggled to get what I need to say out and I've changed the topic like three times. So we're just going to kind of go in and um, ask the question, the major question of this episode, because that's what we do. We ask one question and we talk about it for probably about an hour. I don't know how long this episode is going to be because I'm getting kind of frustrated with myself, but anywho, so the question of today's podcast is, is motivation the key? And the short answer is no. Okay. Now, you you can apply this whole thing to any aspect of your life, but we're going to try to apply it to physical fitness, and I might go off on a tangent and talk about other things. But anywho, so the short answer is no. So then what is the key? And if I remember off the top of my head, in Monday's episode of the Financial Health uh, series, so episode one, Christopher and I talked about discipline um, and struggling to be disciplined so basically what's what really is the key is discipline okay now everybody struggles from time to time with this one thing is obviously being disciplined so I'm gonna I'm gonna drop something on you right now um, think about this for a second how many people are willing this is for uh, physical fitness this is what we're gonna focus on how many people are are willing to wake up every day and go to the gym and put themselves through uh, consistent and constant adversity without immediate results. Probably a very small percentage of the population. Okay. The truth is that results don't happen overnight. And through the adversity that you face in the gym or in regular life, okay, it teaches you something. And that thing is called delayed gratification. 
and why delayed gratification is when you have, I guess not instant gratification. That's the word I was going to say, not delayed gratification. I don't know why. So if when you have instant gratification, you get those dopamine hits and things are easy. Things come to you easy. So now you expect things more, more easily over time. And the problem with that is, is the moment something happens where that gratification is not instant, for lack of a better term, people lose their freaking minds and they go nuts. They might have a breakdown. They might get into the drugs or the alcohol or, okay, well, those are physical fitness type. Well, not physical fitness, but they're a part of the physical fitness journey or they might start overeating or something like that. So it, it it comes to play within a mind game. Now, <clears throat> I do want to talk about in this episode how what's the best way someone can stay disciplined. Now, we're only human. We're, you know, we're not perfect. Um no Instagram schmuck or podcaster or guru is that that says anything about anything when it comes to discipline is a hundred percent discipline a hundred percent of the time anybody that tells you oh yeah i'm a hundred percent discipline is full of shit okay because at the end of the day we're only human okay so i'm not i don't want to be like oh you need to be disciplined you need to you have these 10 things that you want to do these these goals and you need to achieve them no matter what i'm not going to do that and anybody that says that is full of shit because no one is able to complete 100% of the goals 100% of the time. It's impossible. Okay? It might happen in the beginning. Okay? But eventually something is going to fall apart and you will not achieve a goal. Okay? And the thing is, in being disciplined, is to get back on the horse and keep on riding. Just like when you were a kid and you were learning how to ride a bike. Okay, your parents most likely told you to get right back on the bike and keep on biking. It's just the same thing when someone gets into a car accident and people will say immediately, okay, yeah, you'll get your get your wits about you, but you need to get back in the car and drive again. Because you can't allow yourself to get in your head like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. No, you know exactly what you're doing. You just need to get over that adversity and keep powering through it. Okay, so... <clears throat> Now, bear with me. If I sound like I'm breathing really heavy, it's not because I'm completely out of shape. Okay, it's my nose is all stuffed up, and I've been struggling for this for a week. So this is a part of adversity that I have to go through, okay, and, and you know, talking through a microphone, and I can hear myself, and I, f- I find it very um, annoying. Anyhow, so how to stay disciplined, okay? The best thing you can do for yourself is to set yourself goals, okay? For example, let's obviously talk about fitness. So let's say you're in the gym, you're new to the gym, or even if you're a seasoned veteran, as I would call myself in a joking manner in the gym, everybody has goals, okay? So for example, one of my goals right now, okay, is to bench 225, okay? That's a pretty decent milestone for people that understand what benching 225 means. It's a hell of a lot of weight, even though it doesn't seem like a lot of weight, but it is. It's very heavy. Okay, so that's one of the goals I have for myself. I think 
within the next couple of months or within the next month or two. I kind of want to do it before the summertime. Um, so the first part of your goal, you need to be specific with what your goal is. For example, I want to bench 225. Okay. The second thing, measurable. Is my goal measurable? Mine is because it's literally, did I hit 225 by whenever? Is it achievable? Now, for someone like me who is, quote unquote, <laughs> a seasoned veteran at the gym, to me, this is achievable. To someone who is new and says, I want to bench 225, it is achievable, okay, eventually. You're not going to be able to go in the gym for two or three weeks and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to crank out 225. I'm going to do it for reps. It's not going to happen, okay, unless you were born in the most peak physical form and you just, you know, shovel food into your mouth and you grow enormous amounts of muscle. Obviously, the, the, the goals have to be relevant to what you're doing. You're not going to be like, oh, I'm going to set a fitness goal, and your fitness goal is going to be, I'm going to do my laundry. Like, no, that's not, <laughs> that's not a, <coughs> a relevant goal to physical fitness. So obviously, it has to be physical fitness. It's also going to, this. if you're setting a goal for finance, it obviously has to be related to finance. Same thing. And then it has to be time-bound. So, for example, me from today when I came up with this goal like an hour ago just for as an example but obviously it's a goal of mine now um, it is very achievable for me I can do it within the next let's say two months if I work at it I know I can because right now I'm benching 165 170 something like that Okay, that might not seem like a lot, but for me it is. Okay. If you're new to the gym and one of your like say your goal is benching 225, your goal might be maybe a year from now. So what I would say is you want to try to have short term, midterm, and long term goals. Okay, so if you're new to the gym. One of your long-term goals can be like, okay, I want to bench 225. Good. So what you could do is set up goals to achieve your main goal or your long-term goal. So you have a midterm goal of I want to be able to do whatever weight, let's say 150, okay, for whatever amount of reps consistently. And your short-term your short-term goal could be the next. So let's say... Your long-term goal is a year. Your mid-term goal could be six months. And then you have a three-month goal, which would be your short-term goal. And then the next three months, this is what you want to be able to do. So then once you lay that that foundation, you can work off of that to build the second level of your, of the, the, the I guess it's what you call it the second floor of the, of, of the building or whatever. And the top floor of the building is reaching your long-term goal. Um... What I would suggest when you are setting goals for yourself, especially in fitness, is don't write like 15 goals down. Do a handful. Let's say in your first year of, of the gym, you have two long-term goals, maybe two midterm goals, 
and then maybe you have two to four short-term goals, okay? And when you're writing these goals, you want your longer-term goals to be achievable, but not achievable in the short-term. You want to literally challenge yourself. This is what goes back to being disciplined and the delayed gratification. You want to be able to earn that long-term goal. You're going to have to go through a lot of shit to get there. Okay. Which will build character along the way. Even if that goal is like, okay, I want to, you're 240 pounds. Okay. You want to get down to a buck 90. Let's say that's your goal. Okay. Within a span of a year. So that is what? 50 pounds. Okay. Completely achievable. You can lose 50 pounds in a year. Okay. I was able to lose. I was 240 when I started my like full-time fitness shtick and I was down to 195-ish and that was in nine weeks of summer, give or take. I think I started July 4th, like 2015 or something like that. So it is completely achievable, Okay. Um, now, how I was able to obtain those goals is short-term goals along the way. So one of my short-term goals there was to get my diet in order. So there's a specific goal. Is it measurable? Yeah, 100% it's measurable because you're, if you're counting calories or you're counting macronutrients, you can literally count those things. It's literally a, a measurement. I want to hit this amount of macros. Or I want to hit this amount of calories. Now, generally speaking, I don't really like people when they count calories because to me, calories are like a, a they're redundant almost because they don't really give you a, a proper measure. And like some fitness people might be screaming at me right now. I don't think calories give you a proper measure of things. Okay. Generally speaking. But what I will say is they are very, they are important because when you look at things, um, for example, like what, what I'm trying to say is literally calories, counting calories, it literally comes to calories in and out. That's literally what it is. If you, if you're, if you're, um, what's the word I'm looking for? If your max calories is, let's say 2,500 calories, you want to always try to put yourself in a calorie deficit. So like. I'm not trying to shit on like, oh, I know people are going to probably roast me in, in whatever in the world. Like, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, like, to me, calories, as long as like your calories are lower than what you're, what you should be bringing in, let's say your thing is 2,500 calories and you're lower than that, as long as you're in a calorie deficit, that's what matters. Now, I will say, you shouldn't be going to McDonald's. Like, oh, it doesn't matter. I can be in a calorie deficit. No, you should be eating healthy. You should be hitting your macros, ensuring that you're under your calories. Okay, now, what that means is, as well, is when you're counting calories, if one day you go over by a couple of hundred calories, your goal is not ruined. Okay, even if it's a short-term goal. Even even if like you take yourself and you go, okay, I'm going to say a week. By the end of the week, 
I want to consume or I want to lose like let's let's say I want to lose five pounds or something like that something which is completely possible again okay some people will say no it's impossible no it's possible okay or let's say like two and a half pounds let's make it more achievable in a week two and a half pounds that's com- I pretty pretty sure that's completely possible and you a lot you're you're only supposed to bring in like your baseline calories of like okay this is for me to survive is 2000 calories and let's say out of the 6 days two of them or uh, 6 days jesus there's 7 days in a week matthew so <laughs> out of the 7 days of the week two of them you go over your calories by a couple of hundred let's say 200 in two separate days once at the beginning of the week once at the end of the week okay on the on on the grand scale of things if the other days are under your calories that's fine your goal is not ruined you're mo- you'll most likely achieve your goal okay or come close to achieving your goal now this is the thing with a short term goal okay it's almost like for example a short term goal is like the red light at a at a stoplight your long term goals or your medium term goals are like the yellow light and then your oh no, I would go the other way around sorry so <laughs> your short term are like green your mid term are yellow and your long term are red okay red you want to hit them 100% of the time as best as you can okay those ones should be like you want to hit 220 you need to hit or 225 you need to hit 225 okay your medium term is like okay you want to probably be within 80 to 90% of hitting that goal. Okay. And then your medium term, you could allot yourself. Okay. I want to be within, let's say 70 to 80% of hitting that goal. Okay. Strive for a hundred. Yes. Like, okay, I'm going to achieve this goal. But in my opinion, okay. And this is solely my opinion. People can disagree with me. If you're within 70, 75 to 80 percent of achieving that goal okay to me that that's a goal that's been achieved okay because if you stress too much on i need to achieve these goals you're not going to be disciplined over the long period of time you're still going to face the same adversity of having to get to there to your end goals okay but you're giving yourself some sort of leeway because again, at the end of the day, you are a human. You can't be perfect a hundred percent of the time. Okay. So if I basically made an acronym, anybody can look this up. Okay. It's called a smart goal. So again, they're specific, measurable, achievable. Okay. Relevant and time bound. Okay. The next thing on top of that is a lot of people, a lot of people, they, they list goals, but these, when they list goals are more like habits. So hold on, let me just adjust my mic here. Give me two seconds. I'm going to pause and then I'll be right back. Okay. I'm back. Sorry. Okay. Now, a lot of people, what they tend to do is they take their habits and make them goals. Okay. Which you shouldn't be doing. A habit, okay, 
is, for example, making your bed, brushing your teeth, okay, um, doing your laundry. Those are habits, okay? And literally, <laughs> those should be 100% achievable like 100% of the time, okay? A, ha- a habit, in my opinion, is more achievable because as long as you build yourself a routine, you should be able to accomplish them, okay? Now, the best thing that what I would do is if you're new to the fi- if you're new to fitness or you're new to anything, okay? And you're like, okay, you're going to sit yourself down. Like for example, it is the time of recording this. Literally, I'm one day before I have to post this, okay? Which usually what um Christopher and I and the plan was to have like four or five episodes um before we started posting so we have a buffer but because of the lack of discipline that i've had with this specific episode um it's at crunch time as in it needs to get done but anywho so uh i don't remember what i was just supposed to say anywho so the we're talking about habits right now so getting yourself into a routine the best thing that i would suggest is make yourself five ha- uh, habits or routines or like a, that you can create a routine that you want to accomplish. For example, let's say it's like a, mor- uh, a morning routine. Okay, so you have five habits that you want to do in the morning. Okay, for example, get out of bed, you make your bed. Um... One of the habits could be you have to, you, you go to the gym, okay? Because that's not really a goal or a goal to go to the gym. That should be a habit, okay? One of your, like when going back to the goals, one of your goals should not be to go to the gym because it's not specific. It's to me, it's not specific enough, okay? And what I mean by that is like, okay, your goal should be I want to hit the gym three times a week. That's a proper goal. Not, I want to go to the gym, okay? You want to go into the gym as a habit, okay? So every day I want, to, I, want, I want to hit the gym as a habit. Try to get into the habit of hitting the gym every day or at least five days a week, okay? So I'm kind of not, I'm kind of contradicting myself, but I'm not at the same time, and I see it as I'm saying this. But your habit should be like, okay, I want to hit the gym every day. And your goal should be throughout the week, seven days a week, you want to hit the gym at least three days, okay? Because it's specific, at least three days. It's measurable because you can know if you went to if you went to the gym three days. You have a calendar, you can check off, I went to the gym, went to the gym, went to the gym. You did it three days. If you do it five days, it's even better, okay? Another habit, obviously, could be like, oh, I want to drink a liter of water in the morning. And again, these habits should be somewhat measurable. Measurable in the sense that you can literally check, like you can have a list and you can check them off. Okay, they should be achievable. Okay, because they're like mundane things you have to do anyways. Like, i.e. brush your teeth in the morning. Because if you don't brush your teeth in the morning, you that could lead to cavities. So brush your damn teeth. Okay, or for example, drinking 
two cups of water in the morning, okay, which is generally a good idea because it rehydrates your body, okay? Now, another thing to help with this, so you have a routine. Now, with your routine, what you want to try to do is within, you do five things, you take a 21-day period, and you make sure, okay, this could be a goal. See, these, these things overlap. So you have your five habits that you've created in 21 days. One of your goals could be in those 21 days, you want to hit 90% or 80% of your habits through those 21, through those 21 days. Okay, and once that 21-day period is over, towards the end, you should be doing these habits without even thinking about them. It's like second nature, like breathing. Okay, once you have that instilled into your, into your everyday routine, okay, you could add on another five. Okay, and these can be things like, oh, I want to read, for example, like... Um, What's it called? 75 hard. You want to read um, 20 pages of a nonfiction book or whatever. Or if you're invest- if you're an investor like myself, one of your, one of your routines could be, um, oh, I want to, you know, in the morning, I want to take an hour and read the financial news and look at some price charts and, you know, make some notes for myself throughout the day of, you know, where I would open a trade, where I would close a trade, stuff like that, okay? And then I would, like, you do not want to have your routine over, or your like your routine slash habits. You don't want to have too many of them because then it can get unruly. I would say have between five and ten small little habits that you want to do every day. Okay, and make them your everyday thing. Maybe throughout the Monday to Friday, you might have six or seven of them, and then a couple of them could be reserved for the weekend, things you do on the weekend. So there's a change of pace. Maybe some of the habits that you would do in a regular, obviously Monday to Friday, might be a little bit different on a, on a Saturday. Okay, because maybe on a Saturday you want to, or on a Sunday, you want to have your rest day and you want to, like, in the morning, you want to kind of veg around and, like, watch Netflix or whatever. Okay? And, like, during the week, you're like, okay, no, I don't want to do that. One of my habits is to not watch, like, is take a Sunday morning for a couple of hours after you wake up and that's your day to kind of veg around on the couch. Okay? Now, the next thing you want to do to maintain your discipline okay, is to track your progress. So if you're in the gym and let's say one of your goals is to lose weight, for example, and you have, let's say it's a long-term goal, okay, so it's those one of those ones that you want, you need to achieve, okay? You want to try to hit it 100%. So the best way to track that, obviously, is through, you can take photos of yourself, okay, Obviously, you want to log your weight, okay? Maybe you have one of those fancy weight, um, weight, or one of those fancy, um, what the hell are they called now? Jesus. Scales that tracks your body fat index, your bone density, like I have one of them, your muscle mass, your water weight, all that stuff. And you keep a tracker. Now, I will say this once and I will say it a thousand times. 
If you're tracking your weight, do not do it every single day. The psychological warfare you will be playing with yourself is um, crazy. I don't know. The, the, I don't know what term to use for this one, but yeah, do not track your weight every single day. I usually track my weight once or twice a week. Okay, maybe once at the beginning of the week. So my beginning of the week is 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 uh, Sunday. So I'll start on a Sunday and maybe I'll track it on on like a Wednesday or Thursday. I'm not sitting there every single day. Oh my God, I lost a pound. Oh my God, I gained a pound because that's the, that's the psychological warfare you're going to play with yourself. Oh my God, my uh, my body fat went up a, a, by a, a half a percentage point. Oh my, oh my God, what like you're going to start to screw yourself in the long run. Don't do that. Okay. The next thing you want to do. Okay, so you have your photos, you have your your tracking. Okay, obviously you want to. If you're trying to lose weight, you're tracking your foods as well and your macros and, you, and you're making sure that you're, you're more often than not in a calorie deficit because literally when it comes to losing weight, it obviously comes down to calorie deficit, but like I think it's 10% of weight fluctuations is like gym and the rest of it is just by like existing. So as long as you're in some sort of deficit, okay, you should see results, okay? And when I say you should see results, like 95% sure you should see results if you're in a calorie deficit. <clears throat> the other thing, and this is to help with the mind games that you will most likely end up playing with yourself is a journal, okay? So I was t at the gym today. And I was talking to um, one of the receptionists. And she was talking about how she was, um, she finished a course, a life cor um, a life coaching course, and then a, a health course. I'm not 100%, I don't 100% remember what it was called. But she was talking about how with a client, for example, if they are, trying to get like their diet right she would have her clients um do an experiment with uh, on themselves so they would eat one morning they would have their breakfast and it would they would have more protein or another day they would have more fats or another day they would have more carbohydrates and they would mix and match and they would write a journal to see how they feel for let's say the span of a week okay and at the end of it if they felt better on a day they ate ate more protein and less carbohydrates and moderate fats or whatever, then they know that, okay, maybe I should be eating more proteins. Okay. And vice versa. It could be for anything. Okay. So journaling is very, very important for that aspect because you will most likely not remember how you felt the previous day 100%. Because there will be gaps and you will fill in things. Okay? And it might not be um, 100% true of what you remember from the past. Okay? The other thing too is, for the example of say someone's trying to lose weight. Journaling is really good because you're writing down the good, the bad, and the ugly. 
Okay, about the journey because losing weight is not a hard journey. Okay, or sorry, losing weight is a very hard journey is what I meant to say. Sorry, um, it's challenging because especially in the first little while when you're changing your diet completely. And for example, for me, when I went off of carbohydrates, I really restricted myself. The first two, maybe three weeks were the hardest ever. But after that, okay, you get into a groove and you start to feel better and it's like, oh, this is working. And you start to see results, obviously, because literally, like for example, one week you might be wearing a pair of jeans you're going out to a friend's house or whatever, and they might feel a little bit snug and you're doing your calorie deficit and you're not eating carbohydrates or whatever. Okay. You're writing your thing. Oh, your journal, February, what day is it today? The 7th, 7th or 8th? I think it's the 7th. February 7th, you know, my jeans felt a little snug today, blah, 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 blah. Okay. You write down what, you know, you're about your day. Let's say a week goes by. Okay. You write in your journal, now whatever day it is. Oh my goodness! You know, I you know I put my jeans on and they felt loose. Okay. This whole thing of like, okay, you're you can go back and be like, oh, only a week ago they felt snug, and now they feel loose. And you're writing about it, and then the other thing too with with writing a journal is the really, really bad shit that happens, shit that you can't control in life. Like, this is not just for fitness. This could be for your spiritual journey or, like, um, if a trade goes wrong or whatever. Don't keep your emotions bottled up inside. Write them on a piece of paper. That is the best thing for you because you might not have the ability to go to somebody and vent and get your let your emotions get out. Okay, you may not have an outlet. Okay, your gym might be closed or, you know, you might be working odd hours and you can't go to the gym or whatever. Or you, you can't go to an outlet to, you know, get whatever, mo- you to discuss your emotions with somebody else or vent or something like that. The best thing you can do is journal. Write your emotions on a piece of paper and let them go onto that piece of paper. They are no longer inside of you. They are on a piece of paper and that's where they stay. Okay. Because bottling up shit will just create more stress and more stress leads to more anxiety and more anxiety leads to more stress and more stress leads to more more health problems and blah, blah. It's like literally a snowball that continues to roll down a hill and there's always fresh snow and it just gets bigger and bigger. And then you might find yourself, okay, in a deep hole, whether that hole is you're overeating and now you're obese. You've, you know, started drinking really heavily. You started smoking cigarettes or you're into some weird drugs and shit like that. And you have those vices to help you, sorry, to to help you. And then you're basically up shit's creek without a paddle, for lack of a better term. Okay. So let's just go over what I talked about so far. You have your goals. You want to make sure they're smart, um, the SMART goals. So they're specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. 
Your routines want to complement your goals. Okay. And they want to be like mundane things that you can do. They should just naturally do throughout your day. I.e. drinking two glasses of water in the morning, brushing your teeth, making your bed, doing your laundry, stuff like that. Okay. Eventually you can add more goal or more habits, sorry, into your routine and they could be a little bit harder, but these habits should be achievable and measurable as well. Okay. In order to stay disciplined, you want to be able to track your progress. So taking your photos, writing a journal, keeping a food journal, okay, putting those negative emotions, especially negative emotions on a piece of paper so you do not bottle them up. Now, because it's late, (laughs) I don't know how long I'm going to talk for, maybe a couple more minutes. Tools to stay disciplined. Now, um, one of the things is I don't want people, like, I don't want people to delete their social media because that's kind of silly because we do live in an age where you're connected through your phone. And there's really no undoing that connection unless you have friends that are willing to work with you and do the same. Because if you have friends around you that are like, oh, I'm, they're really big on social media and they like social media, you do not want to be the odd one out. Okay? Like, you can be, you can limit your social media and what you have, obviously, but don't cut yourself out completely. Okay? You, you may want to limit your social media or only use it specific times of the day. Okay? But... What I would suggest is trying to, the best thing to do is try to limit your, your social media, not presence, but how much you use it. Because Lord knows that sometimes I've been caught on TikTok or Instagram reels scrolling through it for, you know, 45 minutes. Like, oh shit, where did that time go, man? I'm never going to get that back. Well, that was a waste because at the end of the day, I know I've said this in, in the, in the, financial health uh, podcast but time is the one currency you will never get back it's the most important currency that there is hence the reason why they take it away from people who break the law especially really really bad laws where they have to stick you in, in a prison for 25 years they literally take your life away from you okay so don't allow social media to do that Another thing to stay disciplined, especially if you're one of those individuals that's trying to lose weight or maybe you're trying to bulk or maybe you're just trying to maintain, a really good thing is to meal prep. Now, when I say meal prep, I don't mean you should be eating dry chicken, rice, and broccoli seven days a week, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. When you're meal prepping, do not do that, okay? That is literally for individuals who are bodybuilders and they're you know going to competition okay where like i i I know a couple of guys who did that and like they couldn't even eat salt so they were literally eating bland chicken and i don't know if you've ever tasted chicken that was just chicken without any seasoning or oil it tastes like shit for lack of a better term and who the hell wants to eat broccoli just broccoli no you want to have a little bit of salt and pepper on there Okay, maybe some garlic powder to make it taste good. Okay, and who the hell wants to eat brown rice that's flavorless? Okay, no one. 
Okay, don't do that to yourself. Make sure you have a variety of things when you meal prep. Okay, and you know what? This is a good time where this is a good thing for social media. If you have a social media, okay, scroll through your followers. Okay, obviously keep your friends there because they're your friends. Okay, but scroll through the shit that like that you don't know these people and the random people you follow. Who are they? Are they a bunch of random schmucks that don't really provide anything? Or are they like, hey, this is a, a cool meal prep idea or like a food thing on social media? Those are good to use when you're trying to meal prep because it gives you ideas. Okay, obviously make sure that when you're meal prepping, okay, and one of your goals is to lose weight or bulk or whatever, your meal prep falls within your goals of whatever you're doing. So you want to you want to cut specific things out like carbohydrates. You obviously want to make sure your meal prep can accommodate that okay, I'm cutting out specific amount of carbs. I want to limit myself to whatever carbs. For example, me, I try to limit the amount of carbs that I eat. Okay? Even though I ate pizza for dinner tonight. Okay? <laughs> so um and guess what? I ate pizza for dinner tonight. I'm not worried about it cuz tomorrow I won't eat any carbs. I'm most likely going to eat some, uh, the majority is protein and most likely vegetables, like salad and shit. It's probably not going to be, it's going to be like a very low carb day. See, that's perfect. I had a high carb day today. Tomorrow I'll have a low carb day and I'm not going to, you know, kill myself because of that. Or, you know, I don't want to use that term, kill myself. I'm not going to beat myself up is a better term to use. Okay. Because that happened. Now, for example, one of the meal preps I like to use is I'm an Italian. I like my pasta. Okay. I really like bolognese sauce. So it's a meat sauce. Now, with a meat sauce that I make when I make a meal prep is the meat sauce is a, is more meat than sauce when you really, really look at it. There's It's not like all meat, but okay. The majority of it is meat and you have a little bit of pasta. That's coat. That's that. Uh, the, that that is coat coated by the sauce, but the majority of it is meat. Okay, that's a way you can cut out carbohydrates. You can also have a protein pasta. I don't really agree with those, but you can have like a regular serving size of pasta, but you could have a more meaty meat sauce. Is what I'm trying to say. Um. So those are two ways. The last way I'm going to talk about before I end this podcast. Because my nose is really bothering me and I need to go rinse my nose out because I'm sick and tired of this. Is stay away from negative energy. Okay? And you might be thinking, oh, you're one of those people that believes in all that stuff. Yes, I do to a certain extent. Now, if you have people around you that are negative all the time and they don't. And for let's, let's um, do it this way. You're with people, your friends, or even family, unfortunately, and you feel run down afterwards. You don't feel, you feel very negative after you're with them. Those people are giving negative energy. You don't want to be around those people. Okay. More the Most people aren't really in tune with this, but I know I can enter a room. And I know if the, the the room is negative energy or positive energy, I can feel it. Okay, generally speaking, most people most people can 
understand what I'm saying, but a lot of people don't. But there are people that don't understand what I'm saying that can walk into a room and feel the energy and be like, oh, there's negative energy here. But they don't, they don't make the connection that it's negative energy that's being put out into the atmosphere of the room. <coughs> okay? So if you have people that are very negative and they feel, you feel that they bring you down, okay, because they're always trying to bring you to their level of what they're at, okay, you need to remove yourself from them, create some boundaries with those people. Don't cut them out of your life um, 100%. Unless they're really like, I cannot be around this person, okay? You want to limit yourself with them. You want to create some sort of boundaries, okay? You want to try to create a positive environment for yourself because being around too many negative people, you're not going to be disciplined. So one more time, we're going to go over everything. Smart goals, routines that, you know, within 21 days, get those routines in. Track your progress, okay? Limit your social media, meal prep, and make sure you keep your negative energy or your positive energy and negative energy in check. You want to be more positive energy. For example, recently in my workplace, there was uh, an individual who was kind of bringing down the vibe of everything. The moment they were um, removed from the situation, the workplace felt more light. Everybody f seemed more happy that this individual was no longer there. And things kind of looked, I don't know, just things kind of felt like good. It was like, oh, we're moving in the right direction. It's basically what I'm trying to say. But anywho, like I said, I was only, this is going to be a shorter episode. I will leave it there. Um, thank you for listening and I will catch you on the next episode. I hope you enjoyed and I will see you or see you. I will be back next week.